Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week, I got to hang out with Kyan Patterson. We talked all about music, what influences us, who we love, uh, how we got into country music, being from Chicago, moving to Texas, and uh, how he found country music. We also talked about his newest single, Rest of Texas, which is absolutely phenomenal. Kyan Patterson on the RCM Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. As usual, if you like it or not, here I am. My name is Kyle Corbus, and uh, you're going to hear me talk for another 45 minutes um, because that's why you came back. So that's what we're doing today. And uh, I'm welcoming a, um, a great artist, a great writer, and um, what I have already gathered is a great dude, uh, Kyan Pedersen. Dude, thank you for coming and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. Um, you're amazing and you rock your voice sick. So thanks for coming. Yeah, out, I appreciate man. that, man. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime, anytime. Why don't we start out by just kind of, uh, I know you're living in Nashville now, um, but mm. you are a, uh, you are a Texas guy. So why don't you kind of just start off with uh, kind of whoever doesn't know you, if, if, if it's the first time listening, the best, the thing I love about this thing is, is that there could be people listening who's like, Oh, who's this guy? I'm going to go check him out. Right. Um, but yeah. then again, like there could be someone who's listening, who's already a fan of you and they just want to come know more. So uh, if you could just kind of give uh, anyone who's listening a little rundown, like I like to call the spark notes version of you. The only thing that got me through college, wink, wink. Um, if, <laughs> if you can give me the spark notes version of you, kind of who you are, um, you know, what you want to do musically and um, where you're at, that would be uh, awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, no, so I moved up here from Katy, Texas in 2016, came up to Nashville to write for other people, uh, went to MTSU for a little bit, graduated from there with a commercial songwriting degree. And then, um, yeah, been here ever since, been loving it. Then uh, my main focus was writing for other people at first, but then this kind of happened and now it's kind of focused more on being an artist and a writer at the same time. So. Right. It's um, it's one of those things that I love because I, I think I think in today's day and age, and I don't think that this is universal. I don't think that you always have to be a songwriter because obviously there's some great song pickers out there. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the dual threat songwriter artist. Like, I think that that's yeah. awesome. And I think that if you have the ability to do that, whether you focus more on the songwriting or more on the artistry, you know, you, you really yeah. can't go wrong because if you think about it, right, if you're only pushing the artist and no, I'm going to let you talk because no one wants to hear me talk. But if you're only pushing the artist, <laughs> um, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice because if you do both and maybe one day you're like, I want to take a break from putting music out, but I really want to focus on writing for other people. You can still be successful in songwriting uh, without being an artist and vice versa. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, well, I, think I just I. You know, I love the idea of an artist putting out stuff that they have gone through and Me what too. they feel knowing that they're connected to it. So um, it feels right. It feels right. right. That's good. I think that's awesome. Did you, uh, what is the uh, geographical uh, location of MTSU in Nashville? Obviously, I'm a New Jersey guy. Um, there are very few, I know Knoxville and I know Nashville. Wow. That's about it. But um what is the geographical, like, like, were you able to go back and forth and like, yeah, go play in Nashville and go back or like, were you able to play near campus or on campus or at campus bars? Like, how does that, how does that go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's still middle Tennessee. So it's about, I would say 30 to 40 minutes outside of the city. Um, yeah, big college town. 
kind of all wraps around it. But um, yeah, there's a few, there's a restaurant that I, I was serving at when I first came up here that was a jazz restaurant. Cool. And I thought it had like the coolest vibe. And I started playing there, um, started doing a songwriters round there that I set up. Um, and then just kind of inched my way to try and get downtown and get in the city. Nice. Um, I love that. I think that's cool. That you started that up too. And like, and, and kind of, um, you have like a little bit like, it's cool that you like jazz, but it's funny because like being from Texas, right? Like if I was from Texas, if I was from Texas, one, I think I'd thrive, but two, it, to, to have the gift of being around country music from, from a young age, I wish that that's how my life, like, I wish that I was given that that privilege to to grow up with the straights and you know the Alan Jacks. Like I wish that that's how I lived. Yeah. Life. I'm not I'm not saying everyone's like that. Well, I, I, I sort of I know I so I adopted it. I was actually uh you know born south side of Chicago and I moved to Texas when I was 13. So uh um, oh, so you're first, not even a you're not even a, uh-uh. a born and raised Texan. Uh-uh. I see uh-uh. that. And now the Cubs thing makes that. sense there, buddy. Yeah, the, yeah, I was raised on the Cubs. But uh um, right. Yeah, just moved down to Texas. I, I honestly wasn't a huge fan of country music when I was younger. Um, big into R&B, um, which I, I guess, you know, kind of led into that because it, it's that soul and that songwriting yeah. and everything. Um, I actually had a few buddies that were like, just wait until you get on a beach with a beer and uh, you, you'll see what's up with it. And then we did. And I was like, okay, I get it. And then kind of, yeah, it makes sense, was, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it makes sense. But I was big on John Mayer, like all of these like really deep songwriters, John Mayer, Jason Mraz, that like had the kind of hippie vibes too. Yeah. And then um, just kind of fell in love with country music also coming from that. It's kind of a stepping stone, right? Yeah. I, I like that because for me, I think it was very similar. Like growing up, I was, and I'm still am, but I was really huge in R&B and I was really huge in classic rock. And I think country music is the perfect baby through both of them. Like, mm-hmm. I think that like, if you, if you, if, if like classic rock and rock music had a, you know, had a kid with R&B and like, but like, I'm talking like, not like today's R&B. I'm talking like, Oh yeah. Like the soul stuff, like, like, like the, the take you to church. Oh, kind dude, of I, I used to dance to Usher's confession CD when I was like in fourth grade. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Loved it, dude. Loved it. I'd pay big money for that video. I would pay big. Uh, money I'm glad that, phones didn't weren't that great back then that's right that's right it looked like they were recorded off a banana right (laughs) i uh i uh sorry i almost spit out my drink (laughs) i love it i i love boys to men i love anyone like in that in that range of r&b that's like kind of my stuff and i think at some point probably about 15 is when i adopted the country music i i I don't know. I always tell this story and, and, you know, I'll continue telling it as you hear my washing machine, make a really loud noise in the other room. But, um, I, I always tell this story that, um, I was kind of looking for, for someone who, like, I was looking for music that was, you know, real instruments and real writing and and stuff that Mm. wasn't so, that wasn't so beat heavy. That's the word I'm looking mm. for. I don't even know if that's the right word. But I was looking for like real songwriting and real instruments and 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 you know, people that were really just, you know, dedicating it to the song. And I think that's why I kind of like that stuff, but also fell in love with country music pretty quick. And it's become an obsession. Like that's 
90% of what I listen to, 85% of what I listen to. Um, some people argue and tell you it's 100%. And they're probably right if you think about it. But I just tell myself that there's a little gap in there. That's not it. Like I've been listening to like straight up Creed recently. And that's basically like, it's like all that. Okay. So, but arguably today you consider that country too. I mean, I bet you there's some yeah. people I would fight that. So, um, so I don't know. I just love it all. And I think that it's cool that you have a bunch of different influences. And I think that's also, it, it's beneficial for you that you, Maybe you were in Texas born and raised because, um, and, and you did move there later on because you have the other influences, you know, and um, you have that like city R&B jazz influence, which I think is awesome. And I bet you it's going to help your music going forward and, and, and whatever else. But who is who when you when you finally got into the country music scene, who were some of your favorites? I'm interested because I want to see if ours are the same. We're about are we about the same age? Okay. How old are you? I'm 26. Okay, so I'm a few years younger than you, a couple years younger than you. Okay, but okay. I'm curious to see I if got we years on you. Yeah, I'm curious to see <laughs> if we're around the same taste wise because we both got okay. into it about the same time. So who'd you like? Okay. First one I put at the top of the list still to this day is Aaron Church. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna Cody tell Johnson. you who I like until afterwards. Okay, Cody Johnson. Okay. Okay. Um and, and this is is this who you like now or who you like when you started? When I started, yeah, when I started kind of like kind of stayed the same okay so sorry yeah. church cody johnson give me five cody johnson. More. um keith urban okay uh old keith urban okay get get into the specifics <laughs> uh yeah so um brantley gilbert what is that four give me one more that's four uh all right george Strait. okay all right so that is a fantastic list and i might get yelled at for putting george Strait fifth when i'm should have probably stated him first but no particular we'll say no particular order yeah no particular there you go no no don't don't go into his comments and yell at him i um that's a great list because i will say when i started although people are gonna say i'm a hypocrite because when i started listening to country music i was not the biggest eric church fan okay okay but don't before you yell me just wait we're gonna circle back it's gonna be full circle my heart's slowly breaking but keep going Hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow your roll. Just wait. So I, first country song I ever listened to was Keith Urban's song. And then I got really into Keith Urban, Rascal Flats. But like, I'm talking old Keith Urban. Like, I'm with you on okay, that one. Yeah, old okay, Keith Urban. Okay. Like, somewhere okay. in my shirt. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I was like, uh, is it I'm Gonna Fly, man? Um, um, the first song I ever listened to was For You from Act of Valor. Okay. Like that was a great song. So like old Keith Urban, I really liked, right? Um, like old Rascal Flats. Um, I really liked Brantley Gilbert. Um, and then from Brantley Gilbert, I also really listened to Jacob Bryan a lot because that's like you know two and two. Um, mm. So and like Aldine was in there as well. So like those are like my core, right? And then okay. as I got older, grew a little more twang. And I, uh, sure. now my favorite, now, like, I will tell you to the day I die that Eric Church is the greatest inhabitant of country music. And he is my favorite. Um, I know every single Eric Church song, like the back of my hand, I could probably sing it to you backwards. Um, I went to my first Eric Church concert, uh, in December and I almost cried. Um, like he, to me, he is country music gold and yeah. like, there, there isn't anyone better um, his songwriting is incredible and there's no one better, you know, like, I just don't think there's anyone better. Like he is so good that I, that I'm planning on getting a new tattoo soon. And it's influenced, um, from, uh, that line in Springsteen 
and where it's um, funny how a melody sounds like a memory. And if I don't do, end up doing that, don't kill me, but I, I eventually want to do that. And I just think that that's a great line. I think that's great for music. And, and I think that Eric Church is the best. Now that goes Eric Church for me and no particular order after that. I still love Aldine. I still love Brantley Gilbert. I still love Keith Urban. But if, if we're talking mm-hmm. my favorites, it's probably Eric Church. Um, Aldine's in that list too. Obviously Cody Johnson, Justin Moore, give me some Garth and we're golden. Nice. Love it. That's my thing. I mean, I love straight. I love Alan Jackson as well, but you have to think about it. And I, you probably agree with me too. We had to go backwards, right? Like we started listening to all the modern stuff first and then started turning the clock back. And I started listening to that, you know, George Strait and mm. Alan Jackson and, and, you know, all Keith those Whitley, man. Keith, Keith Whitley. Whitley. If you just sit down and just bask in some Keith Whitley. Golly, come on. He, there's no one better. No one better. And I, I, I will, I don't like he's incredible. There's not one thing that Keith Whitley's ever done wrong in terms of music. It's mm. true. I agree. I'm with you. So who do you think um, in terms of like songwriting, like why did you sit back and say like one day, like this is what I want to do. Like, you know, you can give me a, a specific moment if you want, or you can just say, I think one day I realized that. Cause like, I also think that in terms of like, you don't really like anyone can tell you you're good. You have a good voice. Right. But like mm-hmm. it takes a, it takes a certain person to make that jump and say, I, I want to do this. Like I want to shoot for this. So, so obviously you wanted to be a songwriter first. That's why you moved to Tennessee. And then the mm-hmm. artistry thing came later, but, but why did you decide to do them both head on? Like what was your motive? Huh. Well, you know, I think the coolest thing that I realized when I sat down to write my first song was I'm, I've never been really good at, you know, sharing my feelings. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that that's probably like the coolest thing that I was able to through music. Um, now to realize later that also through songs and writing music, you can make another piece of like another person feel like they're not alone. I think that's also just incredible. And um, I think it's, it's a gift that God gives us, the ability to create stuff like in any art um and that's where i was just you know i felt at home sitting down to write a song so i think that that's um that's important i think a lot of people you know kind of kind of realize that and you know not for nothing but i think as as men we sometimes struggle to Mm -hmm. you know let those feelings out um some it's easier for others and you know that's just on a case-by-case um you know thing but i think that um i think that we <laughs> you <got> that. <laughs> we're laughing for the same reason don't if anyone's curious someone that we both know texted us just now and it both came through at the same time and we we're laughing <laughs> about it um so uh <laughs> what i was saying was i think that sometimes we struggle with you know getting our like emotions out and to be able to have that um that handy where you can do it that way is a very great thing. And I think that whether you write songs or not, like for me, a a way for me to let go of my emotions is through music, but listening through music and connecting Mm -hmm. through a song, but you could write a song. That's not about, that's not, you know, that I didn't write, but I can connect with it on on maybe a different level or the same level that you connected with on. That's the beauty of music. That's why we love it. Right. Um, And I think that that's why I do this because, you know, for a long time, I realized that, you know, I love this. There are many things in life that I love, but I don't think I love anything more than I love music. Yeah. It's, now, it's, listen, it's I love my family. Though. I love my girlfriend, but there is not, 
things that I like, like in terms of a, of a thing, there's nothing I love more than music and to be able to sit here and talk to you about it or to anyone about it and to just kind of talk it out. It's the greatest gift in life. And I think that I, yeah. I think it's a blessing to be able to put on headphones and go, Oh, I'm not the only one. Right. So yeah, that's cool. I agree. And I think that, um, tell me if, tell me if uh, you agree with me here. I'm a big album guy. I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, growing up, I wasn't cause I think that's kind of more of a, um, and I'm also not saying I'm mature by any means, but um, that's more of a mature thing when it comes to, you know, understanding. And you have to be a certain type of music fan, I feel like, to understand um, how an album uh, is put together and the songs that are chosen and why a project um, can do a lot for a lot of people. And I think that there are albums out there that I've listened to and, and I've gone, man, like I really needed that. Songs too. There are a lot of songs. Like, you know, there are, there are specific songs that I have listened to and said, man, that changed it for me. Like I went through a t- period of time, um, whether you like this person or not, um, when Morgan Wallen first dropped like this bar, he dropped it at probably the most perfect time for me in my life. Uh, I was going through some stuff, I was struggling and he dropped it. And I said, Whoa, like I actually really needed this. Um, and it just happened that way. And I mm-hmm. think that that's why guys like you go out and write songs and sing songs because it just happens. Like it's not necessarily planned. Like your song, right. You know, your song was not, it was planned. Right. But you wrote it one day and said, this is the one that I like, this is the one for me. And this is what I want to put out. And it just happens. And it's a beautiful thing. Right. I just, that's, that's how, uh, that's how I see it. And that's why, you know, I I love doing this, but let's talk about that. It's called rest of Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. You put it out in, uh, let me get this right. January or early. Yep. Yep. Middle of January. Middle of January. It's got a lot of streams. It's got a lot of streams for one song. It's pretty great. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very hey, cool Okay, feeling. don't sell yourself <laughs> short there. You have one song out. It's got what, 60,000 streams just on Spotify? I'm making that up. Yeah, 60,000. 60, I think it's, it hits around 60,000 lately. Yeah. Right. It's pretty good for one song, buddy. It's pretty good for one song. And yeah. it's a great song. If you just, you know, kind of talk about it a little bit why, why you went with that one. Um, I'm, I, I, I know for a fact, just by word of mouth that, you know, putting out one song, um, whether it be your first big release or not, is mm-hmm. always a nerve wracking thing. So kind of talk about those emotions and, 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 and why you decided this one was the one for you and, um, you know, where you see this sound taking you and, and you know, what you kind of want to go move, do moving forward. Yeah. So I've, I've always been big on, you know, Texas country, mm-hmm. um, sticking around that theme. And when I came here, I did release a few things that mm-hmm. kind of just sat there. Um, and they weren't, they didn't feel like me. Uh, I just, you know, I put them out kind of haphazardly and just let them be. Uh, ended up just, you know, taking a step back, realizing that I didn't know exactly what my sound was yet. Um, took the next four, what was it, four years roughly? four or five years uh, writing with other people and writing for other people um, to find out what my sound was and kind of honing that in. It was back last July, uh, me and my buddy Trent Glazer, who is a writer on the song, we were hanging out, went to the pool, came back, might've been a little bit tipsy and uh, sat down and just, I can't remember where it started. I think it was, the chorus is when I just started kind of strumming out this idea of like, you know, I kicked this bowl and 
old age town or whatever and i was like all these like list all these cities of texas and um i was like that'd be really cool if we did that and this song kind of fell out of our mouths and we added a other rider to it and added another rider and then we polished it over and looked back at it and went that sucked and then fixed it again and then threw it out to the world but i i, I kind of just looked at the song and i was like you know i really feel like this is me yeah. um it felt right putting it out i think that's great i really do i love the song i think it's you know it's that sound i think a lot of people are looking for to be honest with you i think i think there are mm-hmm. there are um, things being done in country music that aren't bad at all, that are all great. But I think there's a specific sound that people are now gravitating towards. And it is that Texas red dirtish rock mm-hmm. sound, right? One of the greatest tweets that I saw was from uh, Corey Kent. Um, I'm sure you know him. Love him, dude. And yeah. he, I love him too. He's great. And he tweeted out, um, rock and roll didn't die. It just picked up and moved to Texas. And I think that, basically isn't that great isn't that great that that was amazing and i think that that that's that like rock sound that you hear with a little bit of twang in that in that country Mm -hmm. sound that we get today that is it that is guys that grew up on you know not this and i'm not dogging this at all that is not guys Mm -hmm. that necessarily grew up on the merrills and the johnny cashes and that you know doon 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 these are guys that grew up on on rock music that also love traditional country music and this is the sound that's coming and i think that that you know brantley gilbert did that for and continues to do that for a very long time jacob bryant same thing i think there's this wave that's coming that's you know great as well as like you know the cody johnson influence so i think that's awesome and it's encouraging and it you know it shows that there's a um that you know country music going in the right direction and i like that not that it's going bad direction i'm not gonna say i don't think it is you know, I hear that from people who argue saying this is that and that's this and it's yeah. it's, it's music, man. It is music, it and I, I don't think it is negative. It's music, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't. I always and I am I'm pretty strong on this point that I think that um, there's something out there for everybody, and the people who don't give mm-hmm. it a shot doing themselves a disservice. And I'm saying that. I, go ahead. Go ahead. I get. I, I get the frustration from one saying it's this and one saying it's that you know with the at least especially with radio yeah. i get that frustration um but other than that man it's just music I, that's what i'm saying i think i don't think somebody's ears i and i right. don't think you can look at someone and say like this isn't this because to them you know that's mm-hmm. their piece of art like that's what they put their heart and soul into and i i think right. that if you this and this is coming from a guy who who loves the traditional sound and like that also that like rock sound and also that pop sound so like this is coming from a guy who loves everybody everything for the most part um obviously there are things in all of it that i don't like and you're going to get that in literally everything so i don't want to hear from anyone but i mean like if you are someone in northern new jersey like me right and you say Mm. country music sucks it's all the same stuff then you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not digging deep enough to find the stuff that's for you. Now, if you're a person who loves country music and says this modern day country music sucks because it's not what they grew up listening to, then you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not digging deep enough to find what you like. And I'm just, it it is the same for both people. Um, And I truly believe that I will tell you that there are some pop artists, pop country artists that absolutely kick ass and, you know, are, you know, some of the greatest things happen in music. Then there are some traditional country artists that absolutely kick ass 
our greatest thing to happen music. And there are some on both sides that absolutely suck. That's why I say country music is a filing cabinet and there's all subgenres in there. Correct? Yeah. I'm sure you go agree. look for it. Figure it out. It'll That's be right. Awesome. That's right. I couldn't agree more. So I got a question. Yeah. How do you feel about Kobe Cooper? Oh, I think he's I think he's fantastic. Have you heard one night stand? Of course. Do you do you agree with me? You you agree yeah, with me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love him, dude. Jeez. I think he's great, and I think he's the perfect blend of what people are looking for. Kobe Cooper puts out country music, but he also puts out rock music. And I don't think I've ever watched a man wear cowboy boots in his life. Every picture I see of Kobe Cooper, he's wearing J's. Right? Yeah. I thought, yeah. And he's country as hell. So I don't want to hear it. He is a yeah. great example. That's a good point. He's a great example. I think he's great. I also think that um, my favorite song of him has to be um, uh, Boy from Anderson County. Great song. Great song. That whole that whole like EP record thing, so good, so so good. I don't know. I think he's cool, and he's young too. He's young, really, really young. Um, so you know, I think that uh, that's a a good stretch. Okay, so like, let me ask you now. So okay, I'm I'm sure I'm sure. Do you like like you like Randall King, right? I probably should have listed him at on the list that we made. I completely because I think Randall King is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. My God, dude. my God, I, uh, God, he is, he is, wow. He's something else. And I think that, that that's it. That is a great direction. But then we mentioned like Corey Kent, right? Corey Kent's like yeah. a Texas guy, but he is right in there. country. Yeah. And then there, I mean, Zach, Brian, Whiskey Myers, Sergio Clemson, you start going on the, like over that side and it's just all incredible. My God. And then even if you hit like the Americana scene, like the Americana scene, something else too. Like there's some, a, uh, Amos Lee at all. I do. I do. Yeah. That's do. kind of, that was where I went from John Mayer, Jason Mraz over to Amos Lee. Sorry, my dog just decided to drop a ball on my feet. No, no. <laughs> and uh, Amos Lee, I kind of like, once I got to Amos Lee, I kind of got to that. That's where I leaped in the country. There you go. And he's incredible. Dude. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to one of my buddies here because I think that you love him too. But if you don't know him already, but um, Gabe Lee. Gabe Lee is, um, he's got one of the best voices I've heard in a long time. And if you're listening to this and, and you don't know Gabe Lee, I highly recommend it um, as well as you as, as well. But I think that, you know, if you like that whole singer songwriter, a um, little bit of twang in there, he's your guy. He's, he's, he's sick. Gabe Lee. He's absolutely sick. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. And it's like I said, and the best part about it is honestly, I've never heard a sound like that before. Ever. It's like kind of John Prine-ish, but uh -huh. also not at the same time. And it's really cool. It's really, really cool. I recommend it. I recommend it. Um, so what are you listening to now? Like who like what are some of your favorite songs? Like if 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 someone wants to kind of um get a dive into like who you are as a person, not not as much as an artist, like as a person, like it's Friday, four o'clock, okay, sun is shining. Nice Close weather, windows are down, and you and you got to right. pick like a good five songs. Like, what are you gonna what are you gonna turn on? Because we all go through stints. I don't want to hear that we don't. We all go through stints where we listen to um, some some songs back to back, right? Like we do. Oh, yeah. That's just how it is. Um, whether it be artists or not, like we absolutely go through stints. So, like, what are you listening to right now that you absolutely love? And then, how are you influencing that in your songwriting? Because like that also happens too. I know that's true too. Yeah. Um man some of them are going to be like far away from each other well maybe not too far, that's okay but, that's what i want um, 
okay, I'm so I'm, I'm big on Ernest. Whatever he puts out right now is just some other bar, flower shops. Um, God, what's the other one he just put out? Uh, Feet want to run. Yeah. Well, you well as of recording, his record comes out at midnight tonight. Does it really, like the entire yeah. thing? Yeah. Whole thing. Well, that shows you how much I pay attention. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, Ernest, man, guy as a songwriter too, just incredible. Oh, crazy. Uh, uh, big on Cole Wetzel. Oh, Cody Johnson, still. So, know. do you do you like Cody's uh, new uh, new double, like the double record? You, you... I, so I haven't had the time to sit down and go through all of it. Fair. Kind of driving all, kind of driving all because that's what I do during the day right now. Yeah. Um, I drive. Uh, so just throw on albums and just kind of. Sometimes I'll be able to focus in on them a little bit more. I recommend you you really try and focus on this one because it's yeah, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I saw that a lot of his songs were like he wasn't even listed as a writer on them. Um, yeah. I had a buddy just kind of was like, "Go look at who the writers are," and there was like, I think he just picked a lot of songs from writers that maybe didn't have a lot of cuts, and I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Um, but they're incredible songs. I, I agree. I think that I don't know. There's something about a double record too that I love, and I think that like it's one of those things that has kind of come back. And like, it takes a lot of energy. It does. In the end. And a lot of good songs. It good. Does. Like, <laughs> like good. That's what blew my mind about Morgan Wallen was his entire, what what was it, 15, 17 songs? Something crazy like that. It was 15? No, 32. The, 32? Yeah. It was, it was, dude, are you kidding? It was. I had no idea it was 32. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll pull it up. It was, it was 30 you originally. You think I could count that high? That's true too. I should have thought. I should have thought <laughs> yeah, about stop that. Stop at fifteen. I should have thought about that. Oh, wait, am I making a mistake? I'm making a mistake. No, no, it is. Okay, yeah, it is. All right, one through, like, okay, so like the double, obviously, in oh. streaming world, you wouldn't notice this, but if you had a double record, obviously, it's going to be yeah, two, two, right? Yeah. So they have in the streaming world, right? If you look at it, it starts with "Sand in My Boots" and it goes down to uh, "More Than My Hometown." Is the first fifteen, right? And then, mm-hmm. like literally, like it set, and then it starts back at one, and still going down is one, and then it goes one to, um, let's see, it goes one to fifteen again. Quitting time is that fifteenth track, but then okay. if you were, if you remember he when the whole those. thing came out, he did a he did a like a Walmart released it early on accident, so then to be like a big old Walmart. fuck you, he went ahead yeah. and did three Target exclusives, which was the Sand of My Boots like acoustic stripped with uh-huh. this side of uh, this side of the dust cloud and then banding on a bullet hole so in total he's got 33 songs on the record good god dude right <laughs> and it's and all of them are solid that's what it's i'm saying solid song. that's what i'm saying like when it first came out i gotta say like and there there are gonna be people that don't that that may be a little upset by this statement but i honestly thought and it's a little hypocritical of what I'm saying, because like what I just said is that, you know, there's something out there for everyone. And it's true. But, but I really did think we were going to lose Morgan Wallen kind of like Kane Brown was like really country. And now he teeters both ways, which I think is great for music, uh-huh. but I thought that was going to happen with Morgan Wallen. And I was like, this mm-hmm. album is going to be a bunch of tracks and it's going to be a bunch of like Sam Hunt stuff. And I love Sam Hunt, so I'm not dogging it at all. But I said that that's the way it was going to go. And for Morgan Wallen, I was like, I'm I don't know if that's going to 
Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I'll let you, I'll take the heat for that one. But I, I honestly thought that, that was going to happen. I, I thought that that yeah. was going to happen. And, um, you know, as, as, as a music fan, I was like, I don't know if this is the right track for him. And then I listened to it. Right. And then I, I'm sure you, this happened to you too, but as a country music fan, but a country music fan that's bigger than most country music fans around the state of New Jersey, <laughs> I had people saying, do you like Morgan Wallen's new album? And I was like, don't ask me this. I got to listen to it five times before I give you an answer. So I listened to it literally like five times from one to at that time, 30. And at the end of the day, I said that there may not be a better project that he ever puts out because he's has something for everyone. If you think about it, like there's party uh, songs on there, there's sad songs on there, there's ballads, there's something for everyone. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's a lot of songs, man. <laughs> a lot of songs. Hey, you could do it one day. You know that. You can do it. I believe it. Uh, yeah, it might take me a minute though. 32. 30, 30. That's the other thing too. Like you can't have a bad song or you're screwed because that's a big project. That's huge, man. Yeah, I don't know. And I think that the double, the whole double thing is like now everyone kind of wants to do a double because mm. one person did it. So like let's all do it. And I love it because it's more music. I just don't want it to become like this like thing that gets downplay the fact that a double is so hard to do um so you don't want to lose tracks either right right i think that's that's, yeah, that's, i'm not lose i mean not lose lose but you know they get lost in the push on the rug yeah, yeah yeah that's the scary thing too is like and i'll be honest like even with like eric church's triple right there are definitely a couple of songs that are really really good that I rediscovered because I pushed them under the rug because of the other ones that were really, well, really. Yeah, because they're all crowded by this like great, and then it's just like, well, this now focused in on all this over here, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm totally with you. It is it is a crazy thing, um, but I guess like that's kind of how the music scene goes. You know, it's wild. I'm gonna get your point on this too. Is like, mm-hmm. think about it, right? Like we're we're about we're around the same age, and like streaming services happened, started blowing up when we were kids, right? The one thing that I always thought about is like, how many deep cuts would we have missed out on if it wasn't for streaming services? That's fair. Right? Yeah. I wish they would pay us a little bit more, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely would lose, lose, lose a little bit there. In terms of like being an artist, like, like if you think about now, here's the, here's the downside of this is like mm-hmm. you, you're playing on Broadway, right? You have, wow. a, you have a record out. Okay. And you play your record on Broadway. Let's say there's no streaming services. Then you can like literally give people hard copies and make more money than you'll make from a streaming service. But the other side of that is it reaches less people. Right. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Because like, let's say this normal mom comes into wherever you're playing. Right. She may not want to dish out 10 bucks on a, you know, full length CD, but because you know she's spending whatever else on drinks but like she might want to go ahead and go say oh this guy's really good let's go look him up right and i think that nope. you know, that is the one thing that is and then they're like oh let's go follow him on instagram and let's go follow him here and see where he's playing next and blah 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 blah. so i think that's the greatest thing about today's day and age but i also think it's a disservice because you definitely don't get as much money as you probably deserve mm-hmm. definitely deserve um so that's the downfall but I guess hopefully that changes eventually. I don't know. We'll see. Now, let me ask you about your, about your single here. Did you, um, and be honest, did you put it out 
because I, I please be straight up. Like, did you put this out? Because when you go and play shows, you want to say, Hey, this is me. This is what I like. This is who I am. And then go see that there's something there for them to listen to. Or did you put it out? Cause you, you know, generally just want to up, like kick up this artist gig. Yeah. Uh, can you reword that question? Yes. I understand. I said a lot of words. <laughs> So there, so my thing is like, and I'm saying this because someone told me this. They said okay. um, once that they put a song out um, because okay. they're going to play a lot of shows and they love the song, but they're going to re-record the song. And the original reason why they put it out was because they just wanted to say, hey, my name is so-and-so and go check me out on streaming services. I have one song out, okay. go listen to it, go do all those things. Now, I'm going to say that you didn't do it for that reason because of the streaming numbers. They look so great. And obviously it's a fantastic song. Mm. Um, but is there is there a part of you that says maybe one day I want to re-record this and make it a little bit, you know, or? Yeah, I would love to revisit it. I think even the writers, yeah. we've kind of all agreed. Like it, it's such a cool song. It would be We would love to, you know, sit down and see what we could do again with it. Um, Right now, I mean, we're working on another single that uh, I wrote with Trent Glazer, who was also on Rest of Texas. Kyle was also on there, Kyle Winsky. And then uh, uh, Pearson, awesome dude, great writer. Um, He's going to be on this uh, next single, too. Um, Just kind of, I was in this place where I'm like, you know, I was ready to show original stuff, stuff Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, I felt. not that Rest of Texas is this deep, uh, crazy song going into all my emotions and everything. It's kind of more of just a middle finger, right? Um, but just kind of get the ball rolling, get started, seeing, seeing what I could do. Yeah. And on, if I'm being completely honest, I thought the song was going to – my goal was to hit 1,000 plays within the first month. Yeah. I know. Sorry, that was my dog. Dog wanted she, it, I, too. I apparently bore her. She but, agreed. Uh, she agreed. <laughs> right. And uh, I mean, I think it did what twenty something like that. In the first, I can't remember. It just kind of started snowballing. But um, yeah, I was I was happy. I would have been happy with a thousand plays. Hell yeah. And I know that's like probably funny to some people, but you know, that's for me as as somebody who it took a thousand plays to get one song in like a year. So I was just for a goal. I was like, let's get it to like a month. Yeah, get it down to a month, and um, and, that, and that means you love doing it. Like you do it for a reason. No. Oh yeah, that's no. I'm just happy to share what I'm doing, and people can either take it or leave it. They can love oh, yeah. it, hate it. Um, you know, it's not for everybody. Not everybody's got to love it, but if they do, great. And if they don't, great. Hell yeah, um, hell yeah. So now that you know, been doing that, it's kind of like okay, here we here we go. Yeah, you know, I I, I think that that's great, and I love that you said. Um, that you had a small goal, but it was a big goal for you. And I think that that's important because I think that we all go through that. I do too. Um, and I think that that shows that you love it and that you um, are doing it for a reason and not just because you want to be the next, you know, Cody Johnson. Now, of course you probably do. Um, I'm always big on what's next. So I think, you know, even if I reach the line, like, I mean, we obviously reach this line and I'm like, all right, what's next? Let's do it. Of course. Um, you got to keep chasing you got to yeah. keep chasing her. There's, there's no reason to keep doing it. My favorite, um, my favorite Matthew McConaughey quote, and I say this all the time and um, I will continue. All right. 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 <laughs> I'm living, not? But my favorite McConaughey quote ever was when he gave his uh, Oscar speech about um, 
when someone asked him uh, what were the three most important things in his life, and he said um, he said someone to look up to, and he, he mentioned uh, God and um, his parents that passed on, and then he said uh, someone to look out for, and he said his family, and then he said someone to look something to look forward to. And he said, one, at one point, someone asked him that, and he said, let me think about it. And then he said, um, the guy came back and revisited and said, hey, did you figure out who your hero was yet? And he said, he said, it was me in 10 years. And he was like, oh, that's a little arrogant of you. Like, you know, that's a little, you know, and he was like, that's fine. But if you think about it, you know, it's, it's, it's feasible. And then he said, in, in a few years, the guy came back and asked him the same question. He said, it's me in another 10 years. And he goes, well, you're never going to reach it. And he said, and I'm definitely butchering this. And he said, yeah, that's the point. Because I'll never be at max capacity. There'll always be more or something else for me to go chase. And if I have an end goal, once I reach that end goal, then what's there for me? So you got to just keep chasing and keep wanting yeah. more and keep keeping that bug. Because at the end of the day, you always have a room, you always have room to grow and be better, no matter what you're doing. It could be in life, it could be music, it could be whatever. You know, it, so you always have that room to grow. And I think that it's important to always chase that next step and that next goal. So great. kudos to you. I think that's great. I do. Um, so what's next for you? Let's let's close it out with this. You said you're coming out with some music here or, or um, getting ready to come out with some more here. What's next? What what can we expect? Uh, you don't have to tease anything that you can't tease, but if you want to, uh, you know, give a name or something like that, or well, not at all and keep us on our toes, maybe a release date. I don't know. If you don't know the release date, that's okay too. But what, what, what is the plan for you in terms of sound and in terms of what's coming? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any rules. I haven't been given any rules from my baby. I call Ryan and Garrett my babysitters. There you um, go. But, uh, <laughs> my babysitter. I haven't been given any rules on what I can and can't say. So I'm, I like to stir a pot. Uh, I have this new single. Um, we actually went in and tracked the band last Thursday, same morning. I got up, went to the studio, uh, recorded, you know, scratch vocals on it, uh, held the band out. They tracked the band and then I went and headed to Louisiana, but a nine hour drive right after I was in the studio. Um, and then we're about to, you know, lay down, finalize vocals on it, uh, next week. Oh, wow. I don't have a release date for it. Fair but, enough. Uh, it's called Out of the Country. Cool. Um, another kind of middle finger song, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to we'll get to some sweet slowed down at some point. But uh, keep up right with now, the middle fingers. I feel like people need that sometimes. Yeah, they need the fuck yeah, so, you. Right? That's what I see. Yep. That's what I see. So I we're looking. It. We're trying to do late spring. We're trying to cool. we're trying to get this out late spring. So it's coming. So it's that's coming up. Coming. And I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. And I'm sure uh, everyone listening is excited for it too. Dude, you have such a bright future, and I'm so excited you get to come and hang out with me, talk about this for a little bit. You're a great, dude. You absolutely kick ass, and uh, I'm just uh, super excited to see what's on the uh, what's on the come up and what's uh, coming up on the forefront for you. So thank you for coming and hanging out with me. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything you got coming up. But thank you, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thank of course, you. of course. Everybody, you can go stream uh, uh, Ken's new song, uh, Mr. Texas, right now. It's where it's everywhere. It's everywhere. it's everywhere. Go listen it's to it. Go stream it. it. Go share it. Go love it. Do all the great things we do week in and week out. I'm hyped right now. If you can't tell, I'm hyped. My audio levels are absolutely blowing through the roof currently, and I'm going to have to fix that. <laughs> I'm hyped. Dude, thank you so much. Everybody, you can go uh, follow him on Instagram uh, at C Peterson Music. All one word. 
super easy. And uh, go go keep up with the journey. Go keep up with uh, with the new music that that is on the way, and um, you know everything that he's got going on. He's fantastic, um, and. I'm super excited to see what's going on. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Kyle Pedersen. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye.